Afroverdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Afroverdict podcast, where I bring you insightful discussions on the most pressing issues affecting the African continent as well as the world. I'm your host, Victor Anakin, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Maibuye Melisizwe Mandela, the great-grandson of the legendary Nelson Mandela, and he's here to share his thoughts on a range of topics, including, of course, Russia-Africa relations, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, as well as the role of the youth in our ever-changing world. Mayabui Mandela, welcome to Afroverdict. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, let's start off with your initial experience in Moscow. You've arrived here on the 13th, I believe, for the International BRICS School. What did you see in Moscow? What did you get to experience? How was the BRICS School? Thank you for not talking and reminding me about the flight, the journey from all the way to Cape, from Cape Town to here. Hey, that one, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. But actually, it's not my first time in Russia. I went to visit one of the people that I adore, I love, is ideology called Lenin. Mm-hmm. In South Africa, politically, when we tell other people about the consciousness that one believes in, let's say, I would say, I'm a Marxist-Leninist, a phenomenal, etc., etc. So I saw where Lenin um used to stay. I saw the, I started understanding more about Moscow, about the three mountains, about the buildings. I visited Moscow. Um, like at night, usually when we're done at brick school, we'd go out after six. The The lecture starts from nine o'clock till six o'clock at mm. night. And it's long lectures, but very um, beautiful lectures. We're learning a lot. We're learning a lot. Um, never mind the fact that it's cold, but I love the structure and the way that Moscow is built, mm-hmm. you see. And I love the humankind and tradition. People are very kind here, mm-hmm. you see. Uh, I become a celebrity when I'm here. Never mind uh, media, they become a celebrity because of my skin color, <laughs> uh, positive racism. They said, ah, where are you from? I'm saying I'm from South Africa. I say, picture, picture, please. And then I'll take that <laughs> picture. So I enjoy I enjoy that. Like usually in our country, someone will go to the deepest rural area. Mm-hmm where there is no media, where there is no, you see that deep rural um, places in the Eastern Cape and I believe in part of Limpombo um, in South Africa. So when a white person there goes there, people are surprised they are seeing a different kind of a human and then they say, ah, where does this one come from? Mm, <laughs> you see? Mm-hmm. So it, it looks like it's now, when I'm here, it's the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah. And I like the fact that... Um, the Russian people uh, are positive and uh, they love Africa. I can mm. say, I can tell. And they've never oppressed Africa, but they assisted Africa. Cool, man. The International Brick School 2023 is a program that connects you know, young entrepreneurs, students, researchers, activists, diplomats, and so on and so forth. What was your impression of that held event? And uh, perhaps you can give us some takeaway points from the school. Um, from the school, well, um, there's a gentleman called Ivan. I, when I was texting him while I was in South Africa, I would usually say, 
say, okay, thanks, my sister. I will send you an email. When I got here, I wanted to find out. <laughs> it's a mail. And he never has corrected me. I say, no, I'm a man. <laughs> I used to text as if I'm talking to a woman. She's a very kind um, human. Um, in the BRICS school, um, there's Brazil, there's Russia, there's China, there's etc. All the BRICS countries, including PLUS, mm. uh, there are students from Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. There are students also from Morocco. You mm -hmm, see, mm -hmm. one of the things that I respect and I've never experienced is the cultural exchange. What I've seen in the BRICS country that is important is that all our cultures um, speaks to the same thing. They have the same aim. Um, we can have a different way of saying it, but they are not far from each other. They are cousins or mm -hmm. sisters and brothers, you see. They are the same. So it's the cultural exchange and understanding what Chinese do, how Chinese speak, how that's the most important part. And my wish is to, these things must happen in each and every country. These BRICS international schools must be hosted in South Africa. This BRICS international school must be hosted in China. It's very important, more particular for the young people of, of South Africa. We are gaining information. We are new in the world. We are, we are plus minus 30 to 29 years mm -hmm. old yeah, in South true. Africa. So now we get to explore the world due to um, those gallant soldiers, gallant heroes and heroines of our past who have um, fought for us uh, the struggle for liberation and the freedom of traveling and speaking. Now today, where are we? I'm in Russia. Yeah, you see. So I want to thank them, uh, those who died, our ancestors. I respect what they fought for. Now we are able to explore the world. We are able to understand the culture of Russia. I'm able to in Russia to understand due to brick school, the international school, to understand the culture of the Chinese, the young people, how they feel about China and what's happening in China and what they're doing in China and how their curriculum educationally in universities goes. Yeah, no, I think I also think that it's, um, it's essential, in fact, uh, to establish a cross-cultural communication system because if people from uh, different backgrounds don't find a way to understand each other, then, well, all their efforts are basically doomed from the beginning. Tell me, what are your thoughts in general on the current dialogues between youth from BRICS countries and how do you see these dialogues contributing to the development of Africa and the world at large? It's very simple. The young people of the world are the ones that are going to take over. Mm. And um, this, everyone knows that their ideas are fresh. They have very fresh ideas, very good ideas, you see. So... I think the youth of Briggs, as I've far as seen, in the next five to ten years, they're going to be leaders of their countries, you see. Yeah. They're going to be the leaders of their countries, and they will take, because they understand the issues that are impacting the society, because we come from different backgrounds there and hence we come from different backgrounds others come from Cape Town others come from Johannesburg mm. and, and more especially it's, uh, it's black people that are there people that come from congested places sure you know how the structure of South Africa mm. you know the structure of Cape Town in Cape Town alone there's there's Europe 
and yeah. there's Africa, sure, you see. Sure. And in Africa, it's where people are congested in one mm. place, masses, and then they wake up in the morning and then they go. So I think once they learn and start even seeing, viewing the city, and then once they are in power, they will say, we want to look like Russia. We want to look like this country. We have a relationship with Russia. And how did you do? The young people are saying, no, use this and this and this and this and this and this, do this and this. It's whereby we change ideas. And then I believe the youth of South Africa, when they go back to South Africa, and what's supposed to happen is that we are supposed, when we go back to South Africa, to have the highest seats and be recognized in South Africa. Because now we understand in the from the BRICS International School what works and what does not work. Sure, definitely. Since I said that we are new in South Africa, we're still trying to explore. We're supposed to be there in South Africa and say, no, if let's say, for an example, we're a capitalist country. Mm. If I say, no, this thing does not work. Making an example, like I say, socialism does not work. And then I support my points, you see, because we know better than those that who are there in South Africa. I'm not saying I'm smart, but we, have ex we are exploring Sure. I'm speaking on behalf of the South African delegates now. Um, so it's what's supposed to be happening. I think South Africa must start having, um, um, what do you call this, a transfer of students between mm. these countries. You see, the BRICS countries must start having a transfer of students. Um, South African students must come to Russia. South African students must go to China, India, etc., etc., in the BRICS countries, you see, to go and study. Mm -hmm. And then they will understand even the social life of that country. And then when they come back to us in South Africa, they will be able to say, no, 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 no. What you're doing does not work. This is da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. We learn from every country that we go to, you see. It's important. And it will better our economical strength and it will better the lives of the people in South Africa. I think it must be compulsory of... Um, like this few days, I'm mm -hmm. starting from the 13th to the 18th yeah. here for breaks. But I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. I'm like, can't wait to get to South Africa and teach those because there's a an African um, proverb that says, those who know mm. must teach. It's not literally I'm saying that I know I'm smart, but those who know must teach. So what I know, what I've learned here, I'll go back to South Africa yeah. and then I'll plow a seed. Probably. Of course, of course. It's, it's sharing experience and yes. a drop of your own experience is more valuable than a sea of someone else's. Yeah, as the saying goes. Tell me, zooming out of the BRICS school to BRICS in general, what is your perspective on the role that BRICS, in, um, BRICS plays in shaping the global economy and promoting economic development in Africa? History tells that, um, for an example, I will start from the back. Um, the brother leader... Um, Gaddafi, the former late um, leader of Libya, once talked about the economy of um, Africa, that Africa must be one, we must run away from the dollar, etc., etc. And then BRICS is trying to, 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 to establish such idea. I think it must not be rhetoric. Um, I believe that, um, and I think also, I'm not sure how to put this, but BRICS is a beautiful combination of countries, you mm -hmm. see, with its equal powers, although the sizes of countries are different, but the powers that are in the country, you see, are, are the same. You see, Russia is bigger than South Africa. Mm. It's way bigger than the South... I think Moscow is like, more like South Africa, eh? Moscow alone. <laughs> <laughs> the whole of South Africa. But that unity, I want to see actions, you see, mm. there's this, um, there's BRICS 
bank that was opened by his um by president zuma um that the idea was actually came from president zuma south africa yeah um the new development bank mm-hmm. i think it will be wise to move away from the dollar we can't sit down and talk about the west everywhere we go saying no the west is bad da 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 da, da but we're still using the things of the west mm. i think we should start moving away of trading a dollar we have our own economy we have create our own economy we create has created our bank we create our own currency Remember in South Africa we one of the richest countries in Africa. Yeah. Uh, we have all the minerals never mind the fact that the people are poor. You see, but the country is rich. We need to create this relationship to an extent that we start establishing our own currency that will be one. Once we have one currency we will be able to dethrone the dollar. The de-dollarization must not be rhetoric it must take action it must mm. not only be rhetoric no one must just talk about the brics dollar the de-dollarization it must happen that is what i'm looking forward i'm looking forward into an implementation implementation of brics you see brics is beautiful it's a great idea and i want to thank also president zuma for making a point that we're joining brics in south africa we wouldn't be here i wouldn't be sitting in this chair i wouldn't be attending brics international school mm. if zuma was not um if president zuma did not yeah. establish that idea so i respect president zuma i'm here because of president zuma sure no by all means man and we, of course we are grateful to have you here wonkelekile yeah <laughs> um another event that will connect 20000 youth from across the world is of course the upcoming world youth festival 2024 that will take place uh, in russia in between march and uh, february what are your thoughts on this event and how do such grand international events counter the narrative of Russia's isolation it shows um the respect and the love for the humankind and different cultures from Russia unfortunately i just heard about um the event today but i'll try and make means to attend and write to the relevant people uh, to write to in russia but it will connect the young people at the future as i said at the mm. beginning the young people at the future it's very good not to speak over facebook because it will create a connection among the young people of different countries and they will know how to establish if i don't know how to do this and this a certain things someone else in that 20000 yeah will be able to tell me i think it's a very good i think the culture of russia russia like it in the africa in the russia africa summit it was massive and we also started getting connection i met a minister of um of some department i don't want to mention names i met some minister of some department in Niger- of nigeria mm. where did i meet that minister here in russia in st petersburg in the africa russia summit that was held in july you see so i think the culture even the world should um more especially the brics countries should start also hosting this event i call on um the minister of um international relations in south africa to also start adopting these small big projects mm-hmm. you see of um uniting and getting to understand because now once we understand brics at our young age you see we there's no like when you grow up we're going to grow up with it understanding what's happening yeah. instead of when we are older 
We start hearing and then it's like a foreign thing. It's new to our ears, but we are growing with it now. Russia is making it a point. Like it's creating capacity. Mm-hmm. It's working uh, It's working with the young people of BRICS, the journey. So I I wish the minister, her honorable Naledi Pando, a very beautiful, wise woman in South Africa, would also uh, establish such events. You must call us and then we will... We'll and say, no, this is what we want. Yeah, definitely. No, let's hope that will that will really happen in the future. Yeah, I will uh, probably send him this, this interview. I said, <laughs> I, I called you in Russia. Did you respond? The Russians are waiting there. <laughs> Tell me, and um, the the Brick School, the Youth Festival, the Russia Africa Summit. What do these events and the um, uh, the attendance say about this narrative um, in the media about Russia's so called isolation? Isolation in terms of. Um, in terms of there's this narrative in the media, right, that Russia is now being isolated uh, from the glo- from the international community. Russia is isolated by the West. Mm. South Africa refused to isolate itself from Russia. Uh, I'm saying something that South Africa has also said. Sure. In South sure. Africa, we didn't understand. Ah, uh, why do you ban this channel? Why do you no no? We also now currently in South Africa, there is the Western media called Multiple Choice. Mm. You see. We've also we sanctioned it as the people of South Africa will no longer watch TV. We just go on YouTube, mm, you see. Mm. Um, I think that uh, all the BRICS countries, and even including Russia, must not only talk about the abuse and the dictatorship of the West with, and then not doing anything and still use the Western Things, mm-hmm, you see. Mm-hmm, we must mm-hmm. start creating our own things. For an example, look at India. India is very big in innovation. So why don't we create our own internet? Why don't we create our own things? And then when the West is talking, yeah, it's there, mm-hmm, you see. Mm-hmm. But the BRICS countries have their own thing, you see. We have seen now the the United Nations, you see. It's just a, a perpetrarian um, organization. We have seen the ICC, We've called on the ICC to arrest Nyawut, uh, uh, Nyawut of the what you call of the Israel, yeah, the evil yeah, yeah. Israel. He hasn't. It hasn't even issued a statement. He hasn't done anything. Mm. So we know their agenda. Even on Briggs, um, that was held in Johannesburg, uh, the Briggs summit, they were threatened about it. You see, that is why they tried all means necessary to to destroy it not sure, to happen sure because they saw that eh, there's something big that is coming yeah so we must make them happy we must implement the ideas that came out from the summit you see um and even as south africans we always take russia as our second home history tells why um we take russia as our second home um during the struggle for liberation in south africa russia was there for us in all corners, it was there. Yeah, no, definitely. And look, now, since we are on this topic, uh, South Africa and Russia have had long-lasting ties that are pretty strong. Um, what keeps these constructive relations of our countries alive? Um, I don't need a visa to come here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a visa to come here. Um, the humankind, I think it's it's because... It's in the history. Mm. It's in the history. When we were when we were kicked by the apartheid regime, um, the evil apartheid regime by Porter, by 
all those uh, Western people, Russia was there for us. Mm. It armed us. It armed South Africa for us to win the struggle. And we are here today, not to forget it. They don't ask about, oh, we did this mm -hmm. uh, during the struggle for liberation for South Africa. So what are you doing for us? It says, no, we are still here as your friends, you see. I think the relationship is good. I think we should, um, hence I also said about the economy, we should start constructing one um, currency. But what's painful is the fact that even my own bank card I can't withdraw in Russia mm. you see um, that is bad um, and I think uh, South Africa must start taking a stand South Africa is clear that is with Russia the masses of South Africa are clear Mm -hmm. that it stands with Russia, no matter what, because Russia is not a return of favor. It has never oppressed any African countries. It has never stolen gold. It has never stolen diamond. It has never stolen from Africa and has not oppressed us. But it has been there for us, not in the rhetorical capacity. They are placing resources for us in South Africa. During the dark days, they were placing resources for us to win the struggle of apartheid, and even now, they are there. I'm here now, I don't need a visa. Yeah. But if I go to some other American country, I need to write to the minister on what, what, in sure. two months before, I'm here now. Definitely. And we've covered the historical part, but uh, what about now? What makes the relations between Russia and South Africa mutually beneficial? It, it's still his, it, it goes back to history. The question of Russia and South Africa, it still goes back to history. And as I mentioned, even the visa, you mm. see, it's a rare to go to a foreign country not without visa. It's like it tells that we respect South Africa. I think um, the relationship, yes, is there, but it needs to grow more. You see, currently in South Africa, we have a problem of electricity. Yeah. You see. So I call upon the BRICS countries to assist us in that issue. Of, uh, of electricity. There's something called load shading. Mm. It's like electricity every day, two hours gone. We don't have electricity. The lights goes off and then they come back after two hours mm. and then after six hours, it goes off again for another two hours. So in order for us, I want, the relationship must not be a rhetoric. They must be assisting. Mm -hmm. So I want Russia and all the BRICS countries, if there is a problem, not to embarrass another country of the of the BRICS countries, if there is a problem in South Africa, like we are facing the problems of load shading, if China is able to assist us in the, our electrical problems in South Africa, they must come without saying and say, assist you, this, 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 mm -hmm. they assist. And then if they have a problem, they want coal, they don't have coal, Af South Africa has coal. For the next 400 years, we'll have mm, coal. Mm. South Africa takes the coal and says, Russia, there's coal, or um, China, there's coal. You see, I think that relationship will be, we must have a, a brother and sister relationship, mm. you see. Not only rhetoric and then it concluded in meetings, you see. Yeah. It must just happen naturally, like we must take each other like sisters and brothers, you see. That is why I wish it, to grow. We don't need to call um, and arrange meetings and then sit in international platforms and then express ourselves with long speeches. Whereas we know this problem where it is. South Africa has a problem of load shading currently. For sure. Sure. Tell me, um, maybe you can explain to our listeners what you do in, uh, in South Africa. 
what is your occupation what are you uh, what are you busy with doing uh go <laughs> okay in south africa uh i'm a young person mm. um, i'm a revolutionary um um i work for a company called african innovation solution all right i'm a researcher in that company uh mostly what i deal with is political news okay at times it's politically and what other countries invented in terms of innovation mm-hmm. and then we try to get that person it's a startup company we have a website it's um www.innovation.africa mm-hmm. you see um on beside work um i do politics i commentate i'm a formative presenter um in the political space you see so that's what i can say i'm doing right. it's no, mostly no. research perfect perfect and, yeah um the thing is i don't feel like i'm working because i'm doing what i love mm-hmm. the things that i do is things that i love um i've worked with i work with um also chinese in south africa um i'm here also because of a a chinese lady called aero you see mm. I won't mention I said there maybe it won't be comfortable <laughs> me telling. Uh, it's a very good kind uh, human and we have a good relationship with the Chinese, uh, we have a good relationship with all the BRICS countries. So sometimes I go for yeah, I go as I said I go for research like I went to in the last past two weeks I was in Mauritius, mm-hmm. uh, Maputo, um in Lesotho making researches about the BRICS countries what they are, they are doing in yeah. Africa but i saw quite positive uh, um information and uh, interesting work um through also the same person that i've mentioned aero she's a very beautiful um, woman that uh, has been there for me so it might be there is a task for you and she never gets tired mm-hmm. like i said i want to go to russia she said okay we'll organize I can't no, that's nice. Yeah. It's always it, it's always great to have people that are, that are that supportive, you know, and uh, give you opportunities when you need them. Tell me, you said you work in the uh, you work with innovations, right? Tech innovations, correct? Yes, it's um, tech innovations. Okay. Um, what is the future then of innovations in the in bringing Russia and South Africa together? It's sharing. It's sharing. It's sharing of ideologies, educating each other. I think it will go far. Has um, I'm not sure how to say it but once we start having that relationship of being we need a transparency mm-hmm. once we have transparency if I don't have a battery for doing this you see but where I'm also scared of the innovation currently although I work in that space yeah the innovation but I'm a researcher there mm-hmm. and I'm a politician <laughs> the re, the thing that I'm scared of is that fact that people will start losing jobs mm. through innovation because i also i was here somewhere in moscow i saw a robot preparing a coffee yeah. someone just puts money and then the robot prepares coffee you see so but innovation also is important i think it's transparency transparency will be the one that will determine what happens through russia yeah. and south african um relations in terms of innovation mm um and and also in south africa there's there's a big innovation but the problem is the people that to do innovation they lack funding they need funding so sometimes i think the relationship is if 
we have some sort of innovation or an idea, we can share it with Russia. If they are able to fund it, they can fund it. And if you also have an idea, but you need certain things, you can go to South Africa if you know that South Africa has. I think we need that kind of a relationship. It's a sister and brother relationship, as I mentioned also earlier on. Yeah, so it's basically sharing technologies and um, and cross-funding each yes. projects. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I think that'll that'll work. Um, it's got a it's got a bright future ahead. Look, the voice of the global south right now, as we see it, is now louder than ever, uh, especially with these countries taking a bolder stance in the global arena. Why is it so important to continue persistently fostering relations between Russia and Africa at times like these when the whole global order is changing? I think the answer to that question is simple. It's it's one sentence. Uh, I won't stretch it. Russia has never oppressed Africa. Mm. And mm. Russia has always been there for Africa. It has always placed its resources with no return for Africa and South Africa in particular. Great, great. What areas of cooperation then should um, Russia and African countries focus on? Nuclear. Nuclear? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want nuclear electricity there because they don't want us to use our coal and then we are selling coal to other countries. We need nuclear electricity. Um, yes, they must focus on nuclear. I think nuclear works. I can see here in Russia, it's cold outside, but inside at least there's mm-hmm. gas and then there's what to call. It's warm. So I think um, in terms of... Uh, the major and um, resources that we have, we can share amongst each other. Like, but we need nuclear. We need nuclear electricity. We are calling every corner in the world that can assist in the BRICS countries with this issue of electricity mm-hmm. in South Africa. I've seen, it's quite sad. People it sleep is. without eating yeah. in South Africa. No, it is, it is, man. I mean, in my hometown, at some stage, I think we went to stage six where we didn't have electricity for 16 hours a day. And man, it wasn't easy. <laughs> What's that? What's that, my brother, you see? Yeah. Yeah. So in in this sense, I agree with you. I think countries could really, in, in the technology sphere, especially, you know, share ideas, in the technology cross-funding space. for to create projects that will essentially um, at least assist in solving these problems. What outcome in, in this changing global order do you see for Russia and Africa? The outcomes is that we will be isolated by the world, mm. by the West in particular. We'll be isolated. They will say, no, these people are dictators, these people are doing this and this and this. Like, in South Africa, movies that we watch are movies that come from Hollywood. Yeah. The propaganda that we see there is extremely not ayoba. So the outcome is that the world... Not the world, actually, because America is not the world. The West will isolate itself and Mm. then it will be poor after that because we have the resources. So the media industry, what what do you propose that countries should do in order to, well, avoid the, like you said, propaganda? We don't have media in South Africa. We don't have media at all. Mm. Our media houses are run by Yonan, Robert, um... So it's the Western ideology and for an example, look at um, multiple choice. They banned Russian channels, but South Africa never sanctioned Russia. Mm, mm, mm. All the Russian website in South Africa works, you see. Yeah. So it's the West. The media in South Africa is terrible. There's only one media house in South Africa. 
And unfortunately, it happens to be a a, a printing mm-hmm. media house. And even the West, and even the people in the country are terrified about it. They are shaken. It's called the independent media. Mm. The independent media, I think you know, IOL. Sure, sure, you sure. See, it's one of the most relevant medias in South Africa. And unfortunately, it's not a TV one. It's a... They print newspapers, yeah, yeah. you see. That's the only media house that is owned by a black person. And what uh, what future for cooperation in the media sphere do you see between Russia and South Africa? I think on our unpaid um, broadcast, um, we should speak about having a channel in South Africa mm-hmm. without going to multiple choice, but... There's, you know, you understand there's DSTV in South Africa. Sure, yeah. But ex- then, explain for our listeners, maybe some of our listeners don't. There's something called a DSTV in South Africa. It's under multiple, multi-choice. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Multiple choice. It has, it's like a cable. They will yeah. call it a cable. It's where you pay for certain, you pay for channels mm. um, to watch, like even international channels to watch. And then, if you don't have that cable, you are able to watch SABC One, which is a a, a state broadcaster. Yeah. SABC Two, SABC Three, and then ETV. You see, and then those are the channels that are there. But they are able to put one extra channel. Let's say the Western Cape Channel. Western Cape Town has its own TV channel. They put it there. I think on those channels that outside the cable. Russia should start speaking of uh, with South Africa to have a channel there. That channel will be able to educate the people of South Africa mm. and no one will sanction it because putting it on multiple choice, they will be able because it's the West, you see. So that is the media relation that we, we should have. Like here, you should be able to watch SAPC and see what's happening in South Africa. Mm. You see, you should be able to watch um, news from South Africa not through an American channel that comes through here, but straight from South Africa. Mm, no middleman. Updates, live, etc., etc. Yeah. You see. So I think that relationship needs to be straightened out. You see. We know what's happening. Because it's our, we can't say we take um, our second, uh, Russia is our second home, and then we only go to, to, to YouTube to see what's happening. Sure, sure. And now you are on YouTube, you are sitting on the couch, but there is a screen here in front of you, a big one. You see, so we need we need those relationships, like updates, daily updates, what's mm, happening, mm. live interviews, what's happening in Russia. We need to also have studios in, South, in Russia. And then Russia needs to have studios in South Africa. Yeah, because I, I still think, that I still find sometimes, not always, I mean, the stretching is much better now, but you still get, certain misconceptions between people of the two countries. And once those are eliminated, I think the cross-cultural communication will, will foster itself. It's true. Yeah. You mentioned Naledi Pandor, and, uh, who's the Minister of Foreign Affairs of South Africa. She proposed recently a seven-point peace plan to settle the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, right? Why is South Africa a suitable country for proposing a peace plan? And yeah, let's let's just start with that for now. Um, history tells that even in Africa at large, mm. we are the only people that understand apartheid. Sure, that felt the pain of apartheid. We know how the white system kicked us, and then came back to us and tell us how to respond to the kick. Mm. You see, so my honourable uh, Naledi Pando understand where we come from. 
and then now he understands the pain that the Palestinians are feeling. Yeah. It's because we understand the pain. People are dying there in 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 Gaza. The Palestinian people are being killed by the evil apartheid Israel. You see. Yeah. So South Africa identifies with that because we come from the same history. Mm-hmm. But now even they are bombing hospital where pregnant women are. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, quite terrible. very sad. It's not acceptable. Human human humans a human um every human is important you see i want people to stop dying but what israel is doing it's quite sad to the palestinian people no, it is it's and uh, painful too yeah the whole situation is terrible man uh speaking of which what do you think should be done to settle this conflict the the answer that i'm going to give currently made some other people who are um, angry <laughs> even in my family mm. <laughs> but uh, i have a freedom of speech So I will tell Israel informs us that South Africa when it was about to be liberated how it liberated itself is through being armed by Russia is through being armed by by um the, by the Palestinian president who was Yasser Arafat back mm. in the days you see I think the Palestinian people need to be armed the Palestinian people need to be armed so they will be able to liberate themselves as long as the evil israel does not feel any pinch the ears of their authorities mm. won't say anything the world has been trying to talk to them has been trying all over the world they've been trying to talk to them they don't understand that language so probably and i believe the language there in the middle east by the israelis that they will understand it's arming hamas I won't I, I I'm not shaken it's not a a point of 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 popularism arm Hamas once you arm Hamas remember history tells the ANC which is the governing party in South Africa there was the also the MK under the ANC yeah the veterans Russia armed the veterans of the ANC mm. and then the veterans of the ANC fought the evil apartheid regime and the ANC before that it was the peaceful organization and they were not going to be liberated until they fight themselves they carried arms and then they shoot the enemy and then they were they started saying no let's talk let's negotiate mm. so if you arm hamas and it's the same people that were doing that to us remember israel was supporting the apartheid government sure so and then they withdraw they left back they have every resources so if you arm hamas and the palestinian people mm. the palestinians are going to be free arm hamas um, arm the palestinian palestinian people the palestinian people and the hamas must protect themselves from the evil israel and america shoot those who trust me there will be peace because now diplomacy has taken place has been tied talking people marching in the embassies etc mm. etc but there's nothing that the israel hears you see even the west is feeding them julius malema was saying that uh, the cic um the cic um julius malema of the economic freedom fighters was saying mcdonald mcdonald is from america mcdonald is feeding israel soldiers so he's feeding them he wants to, israel they're feeding them to make them full so they can be able to go and kill civilians 
and innocent soul, children. But I also call upon the world to assist um, in, in Palestine. The Palestinian children, we must start building camps, we must start having places, and then we must, we need to go and fetch the children of the Palestinian people. Mm. They must go to South Africa. They must be able to come to Russia. And just, because they're going to grow up under trauma, they are traumatized, you see. No one wants his child sure, to be traumatized sure. the way that they are. They can't go to school. It can't happen. We have the responsibility as the world to go and fetch those children to be in a safe space. We must take a call upon even our own minister or and the president to go and fetch just children at least. Mm -hmm. Children in Palestine, the Palestinian children in Gaza. They must go and fetch them to be at least in South Africa. Yeah. They must all those countries that are supporting and saying hashtag free the Palestinian people. Let's try and liberate the children out of trauma. Let's go and take the children out and move them out. You see. But isn't this what uh, Russia's president Vladimir Putin did um, in the conflict with Ukraine? And then after that, he got um, the ICC ordered to arrest him. So what is your opinion on this? And how could this then, if, if countries did begin to start saving children this way, to get them out of conflict zones for their own safety, judging from experience with the Russian president, uh, what would... what? Possible outcomes would they be for other countries? Um, positive outcomes for other countries. Possible outcomes. No, protecting, it's not out of benefits, but it's showing human kindness and political um, growth. You see here, it means you are, you are, you can think, you see, because children don't enter, we're not there when you negotiated. And I don't like speaking about the Ukraine and Russia Mm. issue uh, but one thing that I can tell is that uh, Ukraine also made a mistake the president of Ukraine thinks that we are acting the world is acting you see they took a comedian making jokes and but I don't want to comment about it but what I what I would say that people must stop dying in the world the Israel people are killing people innocent souls in Gaza and in Palestine why are they not arrested why they say is not saying anything. Sure. So it shows that it's the same people that are controlling that. So you can't say someone must arrest himself. Mm -hmm. So they are the CIC. So Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, protests with the embassies, all this whole you know, peaceful protest going on. Uh, today, the South African parliament is holding debates to determine whether the Israeli embassy in South Africa should be closed and the diplomatic ties between the two countries suspended. Uh, what are your thoughts on the necessity of such actions? Um, it's very, it's a very big step for South Africa. I respect, um, I respect um, that um, discussion, but it does not need to be discussed. It's there. We just need to implement. Mm. You see, I want to see the outcomes. The outcomes, I think, they're going to be positive. But we don't only need to take away the embassies of Israel in South Africa. We need to even remove food from shelves. Anything that comes from Israel mm. must be banned in South Africa. Because until, even Nelson Mandela said, until um, Israel, until Palestine, people are free. We are not free in South mm -hmm. Africa. Mm -hmm. And the Palestinian people did so much for us also during apartheid. Their support was not rhetorical. They were placing resources. Yasser Harafan gave the ANC money to fight the ADM and, um, 
confront the enemy. Even us now today, we are still fighting as young people. We are yeah. fighting establishments like UCT in South Africa, establishment of higher higher learning. I'm still not planning to go to South African universities. They are an extension of Europe. Mm. And uh, we are black people. We don't have money and we're not planning to have money anytime soon. We need a free decolonial education in South Africa. Maibui, thank you for coming today. I hope the flight home will be much easier than the flight to Moscow. So good luck in all your ventures and keep up Madiba's good name. In case you've missed a part of this podcast, feel free to rewind on popular podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Cosbox, Cosbox, Afropods, as well as Podcast Addict. If you're more of a reader, then feel free to go to the Sputnik Africa website and enjoy the numerous articles we have there. However, for shorter digests, do make sure to go ahead to our Sputnik Africa Telegram page, TikTok account, and other socials to get the juiciest information from across the globe. Thank you for joining me today, and I truly hope that you enjoyed this episode. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I'll be seeing you next week. Afro Verdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa.